Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Eddie and I'm one of your co-hosts on The Real Pod. Hey guys, I'm Chloe. I'm one of the other co-hosts of The Real Pod. The Real Pod is a bi-weekly podcast that creates an ongoing dialogue discussing current movies, TV shows, and pop culture. If you love movies and TV shows and have something to say about them, you're in the right place. So without further ado, the movie we're discussing this week is Hocus Pocus. Before we get into the episode, this is y'all's official spoiler warning. So if you haven't watched the movie or you're planning to, this is y'all's final warning. Don't watch the episode or listen, rather. Um, watch the movie and then come back. Okay, so I, I, I think we're all well aware that Hocus Pocus is a bit of a classic. You know, like everybody kind of knows it. I feel like it's one of those movies, but... Y'all, I'm embarrassed to say, until very recently, I had never seen this movie. Um, And I'm not even really quite sure what I was expecting. But, I mean, it wasn't really that. It's it's definitely just, like, a cute little decom, you know, like, very sitcom-y, very 90s. Like, like, oh, it was cute, you know. Um, Yeah, like, honestly, I genuinely don't know what I was looking into. And, like, y'all tell me if this is just me. I was watching, like, the first five or so minutes of the movie, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to like like when they just had um the witches stealing that girl's soul I was like this is sad like why am I watching this but then they got to the part where it's like oh 300 years later and I was like oh this is the plot okay got you I'm into this all right all right I also love um Hocus Pocus now okay hear me out right the reviews for Hocus Pocus may be god-awful if you look online, does it have a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yes. Um, does Metacritic give it a 43%? Yes. Is it a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb? Also, yes. Okay, I feel like a lot of people think that this film falls flat um, and that it doesn't fully deliver exactly what it needed to give or that it doesn't live up to the celebrity cast that it boasts. But... I might have a little bit of a rose-tinted view since I watched the film when I was younger, but I actually really liked the movie. I mean, I feel like at times it's a little bit contrived that they're still fighting, like these children and these witches are still fighting each other after like, oh, it just kind of doesn't make sense. But I mean, it doesn't matter because if you're looking at it from the lens of this is a Disney Channel original movie, like what do you expect? You get what you, you get what you came for. Like, I don't go in with high expectations when I watch the film. I go in thinking, this is a Disney Channel original movie. Like, it's way better than all of the other ones. So I really don't know what more there is. I did not even know that this was a Disney Channel original movie because it's just the production value is so much better than, like, all of the other Disney Channel original. And I'm just going to call them DCOMs from this point because I'm literally struggling. I'm struggling. It's way better than any other DCOM. So I'm just very confused as to how people are saying that this movie isn't good. I mean, it does have its downs, but I also really like it. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I honestly agree. I'm surprised to hear that the the ratings were so low. Like, I had no idea people were hating on this movie so hard because, like, everything I've heard, it's like, oh, it's such a classic. Like, oh, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. Okay, so that's kind of shocking. But, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I thought it was pretty good. You know, Eddie, like, kind of went on about it earlier, like, it, it's a Disney Channel original movie. Set your expectations accordingly. I don't think anybody was really expecting this movie to, you know, break the um, break the 
break the standards you know i don't think anyone's expecting this to be like a cinematic masterpiece and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that not every single movie has to be like the best movie ever you know this could just be like something you watch with your family because you know it's halloween and it's cute but yeah anyway let me tell y'all something that i detest about like every single teen movie that like or most of them for that or for that matter they always like have such a lack of security i also feel like this is specifically in schools like they never seem to have cameras in schools or alarms for that matter or like locks period because why are kids frequently in the building after after school hours how did you get in there because if you try to break onto a campus they you are going to set up all type of alarms and police will be called to the area okay they don't just let people onto campus well they're not supposed to just let people onto campuses i don't i don't really understand that narrative you know especially with like the whole kill kiln scene i was like how are y'all in there like i can't even focus on the drama of the whole like scenarios i'm like this is so unrealistic like how are y'all just letting people into the building and like in the beginning of the movie too when they were all going trick-or-treating help i definitely i agree it's kind of like jarring now but i feel like it's more of a cultural shock than like it being unrealistic because during the 90s there wasn't like oh this big scare over like our kids need to be protected from like school shooters and all of these different things that we have now like this was like pre-columbine pre all of these different things there wasn't like any precautions so people kind of just did whatever like p like i cannot fathom the idea of like you letting your little kids like walk down the street alone huh this is also pre 9 11 like people just like people had no fears they feared no man no woman no animal they feared nobody they feared no god they just literally walked around and they did not care and things have completely changed like you cannot leave your classroom doors unlocked and god forbid somebody tries to get on leave campus like without permission like yeah but i feel like it's kind of a cultural shock like oh like that's kind of weird yeah, I mean, you're definitely right for us that much, but, like, I know even still, like, some movies that are made today, um, that they still have those kind of same things, which is, like, I guess you can't really complain, because it's just the genre, like, obviously, teenagers don't act like that, and they don't look like that, for that matter, like, can we please, side note, can we please end the virus that is casting whole adults to play teenagers? Why am I looking at a 30-year-old that's supposed to be 16? Whatever, off topic, okay? Even in like the beginning of the movie, right? Like um, they had people trick-or-treating and these kids were just walking into people's houses. Y'all are gonna get murdered. You are going to get murdered and kidnapped and uh, you will end up on a Netflix documentary, okay? 30 years from now, your classmates from your little elementary school class are gonna be getting interviewed for your Netflix documentary because you walked into a stranger's house. And like, I know it's like Eddie was saying, like people used to do whatever, but that is still so crazy to me. Like, why are you letting your like probably eight year old walk into strangers homes, huh? Also, also, oh my God, y'all, I was so embarrassed for this main character, okay? He literally, he let himself get robbed by a kid that had ice shaved into the back of his head. That's the, the really, him? You let him take the shoes off your feet, really? Really, he, ice back of his name is ernie and he, i really it was just, it was so sad it was so sad besides like this entire movie is so unfortunate when you think about it because this it's like the entire thing is just him getting like 
owned for being a virgin because you know every available second they remind him that like oh if it's a virgin they lighted the candle and the virgin the virgin and it's so it's so sad for him you know it's like oh dang maybe if you could get a girlfriend then we wouldn't be in this scenario you know so I just think that aspect of it like these little things I just you know I okay no because you're actually right um I don't know what it is Actually, no, I know exactly what it is. It's like this huge thing in culture that I feel like everyone kind of knows about already, but I'll just go over what it is. Um, but basically, like in specifically, I guess, American culture and just culture in general, it's like a huge virginity is like a huge social construct. We place so much importance on it, specifically if you're a woman. If you're a girl, then your virginity is something that you need to like guard and protect. And it's something that needs to be kept and kept pure so that like you can be, I don't know, pure and whole or whatever. And then if you're a guy, it's something that you need to get rid of post haste. Like you need to have it gone. It needs to get gone. You like the more girls you sleep with, the better. The more people you sleep with, the better. Like, I don't know. And the way that this movie treats Max's virginity is very weird because Again, as Chloe said, every like five minutes it's referenced. They're like, oh my God, you're an icky virgin. And it's just really, it's just really weird. <laughs> Cause like, let this man live. Let him live. He's literally minding his business. He is minding his business. And they make it seem like just because Max is not, they make it seem like just because Max is a teenage guy that he's not supposed to be a virgin, which is just very weird. Like, I don't know. And I feel like it just kind of feeds into ideas of toxic masculinity and that to be a real man, you need to have sex before you're 15, before you even have a mustache, before your voice even gets deep, you need to have had sex. Like, I feel like that's just a really weird concept, especially to put into this film that's a decom, apparently. Like, I literally, again, I did not know that this was a decom. When I think of decom, I think like zapped with Zendaya or something, but like, not this. But yeah. Yeah, look, how dare you disrespect DCOMs? Like, look, we're not getting into this because we can actually have a whole episode dedicated to DCOMs, but this is not that episode. Anyway, I mean, you're definitely right with like some of the tropes that he falls into. Like, we have to set our expectations accordingly. This is a teen Disney movie from the 90s. Um, but like, even how they established him as such an angsty teenager with like playing the drums or something like that. And like, oh, you know, like stuff like that. It's, it's funny when you look back on it now, but like the fact that anybody ever wrote that into a script and they're like, yep, this is the one right here is so funny to me. And I mean, like just going off of the same kind of topic with like a bunch of tropes that are really present in, or present in the media, what is with like the obsession with being young? Like, I understand, you know, people wanted to recapture the glory days or something, but like, I feel like it's such a prevalent trope for like witches specifically to just be obsessed with being young. Like, obviously we see it in this movie, it's like the whole thing. And then like with Mother Gothel from Rapunzel, that's another one that I can think of. And I know they're like based off of old ones, at least like Rapunzel is, but like, what is with that? Like, am I just, am, do I maybe not get it because I'm still, I'm still a youngin? Cause I'm still, a, I'm still a teen, but like, I don't, what is this obsession, you know? Yeah. And just to like, not to like continue this, like talk about like Max's virginity, but there's this one scene where like he walks up to a cop and he like kind of confesses to explain the whole situation. And then the cop just like laughs at him. 
like the part that he's laughing at is the fact that he's a virgin not the fact that he just like came up and said the most outlandish things like that's just really it's just really odd to me like why is this adult making fun of a child for not having had sex also his little eight-year-old sister literal eight-year-old sister his literal child of a sister in elementary school makes fun of him for being a virgin throughout the entire film as well very odd to me like let my man live let him live it's just very it's just very odd but anyway that is neither here nor there i think that i i just really have one main comment one very 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 important comment to make and that is that sarah mm. when she sings come all come little children come little children suddenly i'm following her I'm not even entranced and I'm following her. She is hot. That's all I have to say. Um, moving on. Anyway, yeah, y'all, okay. <laughs> Please, I'm literally frazzled by Eddie's point. Where do we go from here? Where to go from here? Anyway, y'all, moving on. Um, can we please talk about the real goat of this movie, the true MVP, the real, the hidden, the hidden, um, the hidden hero? You feel me? Underrated character, the lighter. The lighter that he found in the house carried it. Well, I mean, except for the actual lighting of the candle. But that wasn't the lighter's fault. You know, it had nothing to do with them right there. It, it was Max. Anyway, you know, it like led the way. It set off the sprinklers. It did all these things. And for what recognition? Absolutely none, you know? It's just, it's, it's the little things, y'all. We have to consider the little characters. Okay, and speaking of little characters, well, I mean, this one isn't exactly little, but um, the cat? Thackeray Banks. Thackeray Banks. Yes, the cat, Thackeray Banks. Like, his character was so quirky. I mean, well, not quirky. But, okay, specifically in reference to this character, like, I mean, Eddie has a lot more to say on him than I do, but specifically the scene where he got ran over by a bus, I know that he, like, reinflated or something, and we were all supposed to pretend like it was fine, but I was not okay with that. I was not okay with that. I was shook. I was shook for the entire rest of the film because a cat literally got ran over by a bus. Huh? And we all pretended like it was okay. We all pretended like it was fine. But that cat was deflated. There was a there was a, a little groove where the tire hit it. And then Danny just like cried into Allison's arms. And then and then Max was like, oh, it's all my f-. and then he reinflated. Huh? Why are we all pretending like that? is not absolutely insane like i know this is like a whole decom movie about witches like they do all this crazy stuff but that that was literally the most horrifying scene that was the spookiest that one will keep me up for days yeah i literally i anyway thackeray banks i personally love him as a as a character um it's kind of tragic like could you guys imagine like your sister gets killed by some witches and then like you get to help and then they turn you into a cat and then you're like, dad, help. But it's like puritanical New England. So they believe that cats are the spawn of the devil. So they're kind of just like, oh, it's a cat. And then they just kick you away and shun you. It's a little bit awkward. I mean, he's kind of lucky though because during the Salem witch trials, they were accusing pet animals of being witches um, and harbingers of Satan. So he is lucky that he was not accused as well because he could have been incriminated into this into the sister stuff not like it would have mattered though because he is immortal so he would have just came back to life anyway 
Um, but anyway, I actually really like this trope of like your punishment is that you have to live forever. It's present in like a lot of things, I guess. I don't, well, I don't know if it's starting in the Bible, but like the first example I can think of is like a biblical reference with that one guy who like is forced to live forever. And then the other thing, oh, I'm so sorry, you all, because I, I swear I don't live like this. The show Seven Deadly Sins, um, Meliodas has this curse as well, where he's forced to like live forever. Y'all, that show's not good. Anyway, I just needed to clarify that it's not good. Okay, I'm so sorry. Anyway, but I really like the trope of like, your punishment is to live forever, forever apart from the person you love the most. I also love this trope of like, the two siblings are like, are like struggling one of them is dead and then the other one kind of just has to like suffer through life until they can get back to the other one and it reminded me a lot of like this ghibli movie called grave of the fireflies which is way more depressing than this film that film literally makes me cry in like the first two minutes but anyway um just like the opening and the ending shots of grave of the fireflies reminds me of thackeray and his sister's story because they have like this really tragic story and then in the end they're like reunited like in a spirit sense and then they kind of just walk off into like the sunset or i guess into the light into the afterlife don't know but i really enjoy that um that whole like trope i think it's very adorable very cute and very quirky and i really like how they kind of turn like the idea of like execution on its head um because it's like not a normal thing like most of the time people are like ah, i don't want to die but in this situation, like the punishment is literally not being able to. And the only release is being able to die. So I think, I think that that is very fun. Um, also, just like my final point, I don't know if Chloe has anything else to say after this, but um, my final point is just that uh, the music, the score, the songs, this is like, whew, this is like the only time. Actually, that's a lie. This is one of like the only times that a musical is acceptable here because it is literally so good. I put a spell on you. Amazing. Iconic. Every time it's Halloween, you have to play it. Come out. Come little children. So good. So amazing. So beautiful. The music in general is just very nostalgic. Just very nice. Like, you know, instantly when you hear it, that this is what it's from. And I just love all of the music played in it. So true. Oh my God. I, yeah, I'm definitely not a big musical fan, but I was very partial to the music from this movie. You know, I might have been dancing along a little bit, you know how it is, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say. Overall, I thought the movie was pretty good. Like, it's cute. It's a decom. It's Halloween-y. It's a little bit spooky, you know, so I was definitely into it. Um, tragic about all those ratings, but yeah, what about you, Eddie? Yeah, I agree. And just before we close out, actually, um, for most of you guys, you probably don't know. My little sister's here. She is advising me in the wings. Not really. She's just listening to me talk. But anyway, um, she just reminded me about a character that I kind of forgot existed, but I don't know how. I don't know how. Billy. I love Billy. He is one of the Sanderson sisters, um, sort of ex-boyfriends. It's a little complicated story. But anyway, um, he's like a side character and I just wanted to add that I love him he is so sassy and he I just love him he's like he kind of he's like a zombie but he sides with the good guys in the end which is great he kind of reminds me of Lurch from the Adams Family but anyway that's neither here nor there 
Um, stay tuned for updates and upcoming episodes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore real pod. And you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We cannot wait to see you guys on Friday. Stay spooky. Enjoy this week. Bye, guys. <laughs>